Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. Deal with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody again, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Ron United Podcast and we have another game to preview, we are going to Watford on Saturday afternoon, uh, we beat third in the table last week and we get a reward of playing third in the table the week after, so that's exciting for everybody, uh, we will pick up all the transfer rumours and there are some strong ones at the moment, um, we'll pick up some ones that have been dismissed, we will be speaking to some guys from the Watford Podcast, do not scratch your eyes in 20 minutes or so to get the view from there. Um, side of things, uh, and then we'll, we'll see see how the things go. We'll do some prediction and whatnot. We'll, it, it'll be all fun and games, I'm sure. Um, Mick's back with us. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all right, mate. I'm just waiting for a quick phone call from Sam Todd to say that they're going to announce a new <laughs> signing live on air. I'm hoping he's going to be joining us at some stage at next hour. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you believe that, you'll believe anything you hear on Twitter as well. <laughs> uh, and Tom's back with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so, let us deal with the ongoing rumour that is Tarek Fosu. Um, the talk is hot on Twitter tonight, hot on Twitter and Facebook and everything else that is essentially a done deal. Shelley on here saying, Fosu, as well as another one, is saying a lot of a lot saying it's a done deal. That's the talk um, of... Of Rotherham, basically. Um, Tom, I'll start with you on this one, mate. I think this him, him on the left, because he is left foot, not basically left foot attacking player, essentially. Um, Chiu mm. on the other side fills me with excitement, to be honest with you. I feel like it could be a great signing. Yeah, not half. Um, funnily enough, my housemate's a Brentford fan and he he raves about him. Yeah, uh, not quite premiership quality, he says, but um. Essentially, yeah, coming up from the championship, he was a he was a star player for them, and you know it can't it, it can't really be uh, done justice about how how good you know he he was. Seen stuff that say he's a bit of a he likes to cut in, like he got quick feet. I think he's pretty much a chio, but on the other side, so should be exciting, like you said. That's <clears throat> mm. if you get him. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it gets over the line, and yeah. there's not been something you know drastic yeah. has happened. Not just talk 20 um, minutes about him and him not even sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, we so yeah, it hasn't it hasn't officially he has been on loan at Stoke. So mm. I don't know if the you know technically it's got to be recalled to sent back out, technically. So mm. uh, it's not all it, it's not all down to Rob United delaying it, I'm sure. Um a couple of bits on him. He's played 20 times for Stoke this season. He played 41 games in Brentford's promotion season, uh, which mm. they obviously went went through the playoffs. So he's got he's got a championship promotion to his belt. Uh, he did score against Rotherham for Oxford. Um, I can't I can't remember him playing that day to be honest with you. But he feels it feels a gap that's needed. Make about Shane Ferguson. We, we we heaped praise on Shane Ferguson to be fair. We may we, we may well do that again soon. But that's a that's probably the type of position that Foster will take up um, in that attacking left area. Mm. Um, yeah, 
he's just he's another body. Even if he's even if he's as good as Shane Ferguson was last week, it's just another body, and we're almost desperate for just a body. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are, but it has to be quality, doesn't it? And by the sounds of it, this lad's got plenty of quality. Um, the, the question is obviously how much truth there is in it. Um, I, I have noted there's quite a bit of uh, stuff coming out of Stoke as well, uh, mm. suggesting that um, it might be coming to us. So, listen, if if he comes brilliant, um, it, it's it's a much needed body as you as you rightly said, but it's one with quality, and that's that that is key um, and pace. So, uh, hopefully, he's got that same work ethic that uh, that the team showed last week, uh, and if he has, he'll fit right in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it it also feels Tom like a proper championship player. You know, under, under previous management and before previous management, to be fair, whenever we signed somebody in the championship, it was somebody who was playing the championship and struggled, or a good League One player, or a hot young prospect from the Premier League. This is a guy who know who's been there. Like I've already got promotion from the championship. Assume when this all comes through, it brings that experience. Maybe not of a relegation battle, but it brings that that experience of. I am a championship player. Yeah, yeah, he's shown that he can do it. Um, same with the other signings that he's brought in in uh, Morrison and Hjeldi. You know, they're they're both proven. You know, both all three potentially playing the played in the Premiership as well. It's not like we're picking up uh, loose players from the League One and and whatnot. And you know, it's it's always a good sign when you're um, <clears throat> when you're uh, you're picking up players who are Championship quality. You know, under previous management, we might not have done this potentially we might have looked elsewhere and tried to um uh produce the player ourselves but with with these players that we're bringing in you know it's a, it's a really it's a positive sign and it, it and it shows that you know uh we are going in the right direction whether or not that be um getting players in in the positions that work uh signing wingers for w- winger purposes rather than um uh, full backs uh, to play wing back, you know, it's uh, it's positive signs, and he, he's he's a bit of a flair player as well, you know. We don't, <laughs> you know, it's it's not like it's a hard working player that we did under the 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 previous management. You know, it'll bring a bit of excitement, and hopefully that gets the fans up as well, which is what our players need a lot of the time. So we we'll see. He's a but like you said, he's a very he's a very very good player, and you can just look at his highlight reels and see that he's a very very good player. So. Well, to be fair, every highlight reel is obviously good. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should see mix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Oh, <laughs> you, you're yeah. so mine, mate. You'd be amazed I'm not still playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, for anybody, any, anybody that's sort of sceptic out there, another another sort of reason I think it's a positive step is the pre-match press conference what I was done today. Um, he was, Matt Taylor was asked about a number of players, a couple of which we will come on to. There was no mention of Tarek Fossu in, in the in the audio that came out. What that normally means is that they've pre-recorded something for Radio Sheffield to release when the announcements come has come live. Um if it if it was on the verge of not happening, I don't think we I think that would have already sort of been either quashed or otherwise. That's another reason I think we're just about there with that one. But we will see. Just let me just check my phone. There's nothing yet. Nothing's coming through yet. Uh, we'll keep checking for that one. Uh, Shelly IFC asks, is it a loan or, or permanent if he signs? Expecting it to be a, a loan until the end of the season, uh, which brings up another question, Mick. I mean, this, this is probably something to answer at the end of the window, to be honest with you. But three signings, three short-term signings. Yeah. Um, if we're led to believe that we may get one permanent soon, which we're actually expect to be a longer term one, which we'll, again, we'll talk about in a moment. Um, does that is that okay? Did, did you mind bringing in four or five players on really short term contracts just to get a job done, or do you think you'd like to see a bit more well, uh, extension? Really, clearly, clearly, it'd be nice to get some players permanently as well of that quality. Uh, but we're not in that market. We're not in the market at the moment financially to be shelling out on players of that quality. It, you know, it's just not going to happen. Um, and let's be fair, uh, Matt Taylor did say at the beginning of this window, it's like to be loans and free agents. So far, that's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, and nobody's complaining about the quality of them. Clearly, longer term, it's not ideal. However, the the, the sole aim this season for, for all of us, and I think, I think, Despite all the disagreements between Rotherham United supporters over various bits and pieces, 
I think we're all we were all in agreement that the the, the aim this season was to stay in this division. Mm. Um, and and if if this is what it takes, this is what it takes. Um, so we've shown on Saturday and previously throughout the season, with the exception of the the, the bunch of games around the World Cup, that, that we're more than capable of matching the majority of, of teams in this division. More than capable of it. If we start adding quality like this, like we've already added, plus a few other names that have been uh, banded about, then we'll be comfortably comfortably. Uh, clear of that um, that bottom three, he says. When I said will, what I meant was should. <laughs> We've said this for the last three championship seasons. We have, we have, but you've, you've you've got to bear in mind that the last one, we, last the last championship season, there were a lot of things conspired against us. Um, in addition to our lack of quality in front of goal, yeah. um, which was obviously the main the main main issue, but. The COVID season and everything else, and it was just you know it, it the 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 decisions that went against us week after week after week, which touch wood so far. Whilst we're still getting them, everybody's getting them. Mm. That wasn't the case last time, or it didn't feel like the case. So, no, I, I, a couple more decent additions, and then we can start to look for the rest of this season and into the summer at, at more longer term solutions. That's mm. my view, anyway. I probably agree. Um, the other name, we'll come on to the permanent sign maybe later on in the show because I think that's a bit more interesting. Uh, the other name that's been linked is Charlie McNeil, which we talked about last week. I think last Thursday we talked about Charlie McNeil on loan from uh, Manchester United. Um, I, we're in that stage, Tom, where we're sort of trying to learn Matt Taylor's public speaking. Mm. And he said we were never interested in Joe Gellhart, which I'm not surprised that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but he refused to speak about Jordan Hugel and the youngster from Manchester United. Mm. For me, that tells me there's interest. Now, I might be wrong. I might, yeah. I might, I might be starting to read him wrong. But that says to me there's interest there from our side. Yeah, I'd agree with you, especially based on how he, he publicly said that we weren't mm. interested in Gellhart in the same yeah. conference, I believe it was, as well. So, that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we are interested in it based off that um, interaction. And to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of championship teams are, and it's just depending on him at this rate, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. You know, he's, he's something like, I think he's 18 and scored... Kid, yeah. um, 24 goals in 21 games at youth level, like last season or the season before. Some some ridiculous numbers. You know, he seems like a, a clinical goal scorer. And if I'm, I think they got him off City as well. So he's a bit of mm. he's a bit of a controversial figure as well, which could be fun. Uh, <laughs> All for that. All for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, if we're in for both of them two that you mentioned, especially McNeil, I think McNeil would be a because um, the transition from youth football to to, to men's football isn't always mm. as easy. It seems, you know, a lot of players have been able to do it and a lot of players haven't. Uh, and hope this guy looks like he potentially could. He looks like he has a, uh, he's a strong physique, you know, six foot one or something in that regard. You know, he looks like a bit of a, a, a target man rather than a um, a simple poacher. Um, so it could, it could be interesting if we sign him. I'm not saying that he's going to set the world alight. I'm not saying he won't. It's a very much a gamble. Um, but... Personally, I, I would be quite excited to see him. I, I remember reading about him when he first joined United's youth team and was absolute goal scorer um, year after year for them. So it would be um, it would be very, very interesting. He he's clearly knows where the back of the net is, which I think, think is what we need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got, yeah he, got, he got 24 goals in 21 under-18 league appearances. Right, that, At yeah. the time, he was 17. Yeah, so, so a yeah, year ago, two years ago. You know. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I present you George Hurst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, I seem to recall having a very similar conversation not two years ago about this um, this fantastic youth player who'd been banging him in at under 18s level. Yeah. And then he came to us and couldn't hit a bull's ass with a shovel. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's uh, always J-Boy, youth level and championship is a giant difference. Yeah, yeah it is. That's yeah, the point yeah. of loans, isn't it? That, that's why yeah. loans exist, for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've just loaned out a winger to Bolton, uh, that shoulder short eye who's played a couple times mm. for their 
uh, first team and looked, you know, all right, threatening, I guess. Yeah. And h- him getting sent out to League One kind of shows where they're at. They're trying to develop their youth players in the, in the lower leagues rather than put them straight into the first team. Um, so it, 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 it indicates that he is going to get loaned out, which I think is is already been confirmed by um, a couple Manchester United journalists that he is going to get loaned out. It just depends who to. Um, I'm sure we're not the only championship club interested and I'm sure that there's a couple of League One teams as well so we'll have to see but like you said with George Hurst it, can, it could go either way absolutely okay. um, Right let's move on we will come back to transfers a bit a little bit later on now it's time for the scout report we are going to find out the scoop from the Watford end we have Justin and Pete from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast how are we doing guys? Evening Very good thank you Nice to speak to you. Thank you for finding nice to see you again. I saw you a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for helping us. I'm going to start with a question about managers, to be honest with you. And <laughs> your, your, your manager has been in longer than our manager. And I can't think of the last time that's possibly happened. I mean, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> rarity, isn't it? It's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, well, we had uh, we had Blackpool, and of course, we played them last week, and they fired their manager. So we're, we're feeling all, all unnecessarily superior because we can for at least a fortnight before this next one goes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but to, Pete, tell us about Slavon Bilic. It felt like a really good appointment at the time. Uh, how's he? How's he doing? The four or five months he's been there. Yeah, um, he's done. He's done okay. I think people have taken pretty much to him. Um, people like the fact that he's put square pegs in square holes. The story of our season has been we haven't had um, a, a really we've had a bit of an odd balanced squad depending on the team that the manager previously Rob Edwards wanted to play. Um, Slavin has come in and he's basically getting people and putting them in at least positions where they're familiar rather than this lack of familiarity. And that's that's probably the number one thing that people like about Slavin. Um, he also yeah, we, we're not we're not the finished art, you know article by any means, and we can still flatter to deceive, and we've still had those those performances that make you pull your well, what hair I got left out, and it's like, well, it, he come he comes out and says that was awful. I don't know where that's come from. That's not what we're doing, and that's not what we're prepared to see. And as fans, I mean, you know what it's like. You can't stand for the manager to come out and go, no, actually, I thought it was a really good performance. What? <laughs> so, so he, he's done that. There has been a bit of a a disconnect from the uh, with with a lot of the players and the club this season, and again the the, the management changes, and especially when Rob Edwards was released, um, and and we went, oh right, we're back on that merry-go-round again, are we? <laughs> that that sort of that that was quite a, a big thing. But I think they're trying to do as much as they can at the moment currently to uh, to try to get a reconnection back in. It's not all the way there; it's going to take a little bit of time, but that's certainly been uh, something we've seen this season. Hmm. Um, this is a big question, Justin. I'll go to you. Shelly in the comments says, "What's it says? What's wrong with the club to go go through so many managers?" What? And that's going to be a hard, too hard a well, question for a few minute podcast. <laughs> well, yes and no. Um, it's just the Potsdam model. At the end of the day, I think they think if it's not working, they fire, and that's that's the bottom line. It's it's um, frustrating mm-hmm. as a, a fan, um, particularly the last uh, sacking, because no one was expecting Rob Edwards to be fired um quite as early in the season <laughs> i think we probably thought he might get fired but whether it was going to be that early in the season i don't know um because there was going to be a sea change there was a big promise about helen high water before we um you know that we're going to back this manager and you know it didn't really feel like that so i don't really know what's going on to, to make us go through so many managers i mean some of them when they go you go Yes, uh, Roy Hodgson, for example, um, uh, and then there's some other ones that you go really, um, Yukanovich, for example. So yeah, it's it's a bit kind of, I think you know when a manager's going to go, you can kind of feel it. You go, he ain't got long, um, and the old sack in the morning song comes up, normally sung by her. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know the full ins and outs of it all, but it, it is very frustrating as a fan, and it's nice to have uh, had a bit of stability since October, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also, it's the club or the owner's kind of philosophy towards managers. We don't have managers. We only have head coaches. 
because calling them something different does something entirely different. Anyway, they concentrate <laughs> on the first team and and the recruitment gets done for them and all, all of that sort of stuff. It's a very traditionally European model. But the, whenever the club have come out and said about it, is they said, look, we're going to bring in a manager and one of two things are going to happen. He's either going to fail, in which case we want to get shot of him as quickly as possible with the minimum level of disruption. And for, for the first few years, they managed to do that. But then the long tail of this, we ended up with like hodgepodge of managerial kind of teams still left over from a previous campaign. But the other thing that might happen is he succeeds. And guess what happens? Somebody comes sniffing for him. Well, in our case, that's always Everton. We're like, we're like Poundland for Everton. Basically. Uh, and, and we, we got, we bought in Marco, Marco Silva from, uh, he, he, he previously not quite done enough to keep Hull up. He came in, he was playing, he was with us for nine games and everything was going great. We were like top four in the premiership. It was just nosebleed territory. It was totally ridiculous. We knew we were still Watford, but nobody was telling anyone else. But <laughs> immediately, immediately Everton of, oh dear, you know, you know, whichever manager they've got, whichever Lampard equivalent is doing a bad job at Goodison, gets a nosebleed about it and it's like kind of oh oh, oh we're going to go and have him and then his head turned so they've mm. been kind of proved right in as much as out of the it's it's something like 18 or 19 now in 10 years i mean it really is sort of like you know don't don't look at it too but it doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look better for inspecting it further um but it, it, in fairness Probably about sixteen of those. I I would have driven to the airport myself personally. Um, <laughs> so it, the, the question isn't really are we really bad at firing managers? It's we're really really bad at hiring the right head coach. Mm. Yeah. True, <laughs> fair would look at it. Um, you talked about square pegs and square holes. I've got to ask you. Mentioned this on when I spoke to you guys, Mario Gaspar. Uh, <laughs> Famed yes. for being a right back at Villarreal for however many years. If you watch European football, you know he's a right back of many years. You've turned him into a central midfielder, I understand. <laughs> uh, through necessity, because we haven't got any. They're all injured. Um, yes. so who wants to play in midfield? Mario, you fancy it? Yeah, in you go. That was basically it, really. And he's done really well, to be fair. Um, it, in fairness, Mario didn't know the English for, no, I'm a right back. I'm not playing in midfield. So he got he got pushed in. Lack of linguistic skills will help fill a hole. <laughs> he's, he's been brilliant there because he's been... He, we, 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 at the start of the season, we, we when we had Rob Edwards, we wanted wing-backs. We wanted people who could get forward. Well... We'd, we'd left um, Femenia, if you remember, Kiko Femenia, who was who was really good going forward. Not, yeah, we won't talk so much about tracking back again. Great wing back, thirty one Spanish, and we swapped him for Mario Gaspar, and we got we got the basically the slower model. And it was like, <laughs> oh dear, that's that's not very good, is it? And then he played in him in a, a right back position in a flat back four, and we thought, oh, now we'll see it. No, nope. then we went we went away to Norwich. It was literally like, you know, chucking bodies up on the Alamo wall, right? We got so many. I think it was something like seven of seven midfielders were were out and injured, and um, and we had another three go down with hamstrings. But that that was then taken out the forward line, and they played Mario Gaspar in the middle, and it was like, what? And because he's because he's technical, he's tidy, he's quick, he was combative. He didn't have to kind of chase. Whichever racing snake was, you know, making mm. him run 30 yards the other way. He was just basically really combative in the middle, used it simply. His passing was great. And we were like, oh, you, you basically, you've basically been in the wrong in the wrong place for about 13 years. Don't tell <laughs> Villarreal. They'll go absolutely mental. <laughs> well, um, talk about some other players, Justin. We could we can name him. Saar didn't play against us last time. Uh, is he fit or is he, one, is he on the injured list? No, he's one of the fit ones, actually. Okay. Uh, he had a decent game as well uh, last time out, although he's a player of moments. He Sometimes you just think, get him off. Um, <laughs> and other times he'll just rip the pitch up for 10 minutes. So you never know what you're going to get with Saar. Sometimes he's just absolutely unplayable and other times you just want to get him off the pitch. So hmm. um, last time out, though, he was pretty handy, I've got to say, uh, against Blackpool. So I would expect him to be starting on Saturday, yeah. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> but you yeah. might get you might get the one where he's just no, not effective. You just don't know with him. He's kind of um he's completely unreliable, really. You just don't know if you're gonna that West that West Brom game earlier this season we scored from halfway line and then took the awful penalty sort of That's star in a nutshell. 
can score from the halfway line, can't hit a ball from 12 yards. <laughs> That's him. That's what he's like. Uh, Peter, how different are what we, we talked the other day about the game we played at New York in whenever it was September now? It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, we obviously talked about the change of manager. Is it a massively different Watford team to expect on Saturday, or or is it there's still some similarities of the, of the style and whatnot? Because because of the injuries, which is still there, we still don't know. Um, we, we're fortunate we brought in a, a lad called Ishmael Kone into the middle. Um, from he, he came in from Canada. He was he played in the World Cup for a little bit. He's been extremely handy. We've now got a right back plugged in there as well. Um, so we it's kind of it's a bit make do and mend to be honest with you. Um, but what we saw on Saturday against Blackpool. Um, we've got people like we've got like five, four or five forwards also out, as well as literally six or seven midfielders. It's it's a ridiculous number of players we have unavailable. So it's kind of we, we wait and see who's fit and who hopefully hasn't injured themselves this week in training. Um, <laughs> so so it, so it, you know, it'll be as interesting to us as it will for you. What, <laughs> what we will probably do is go with a four, two, three, one sort of shape. Um, on Saturday, we started with three at the back and it didn't really work for us. The first half was an absolute sleep fest. Everybody was like going, well, you know, kind of what's going on. We changed it to the 4-2-3-1. It fitted far better uh, for the people that, that we that we got available to us. Mm. Um, and we and we took the game uh, forward. The lad who scored against you guys uh, with, with a left foot worldie, it was a real, really mm. good strike. Mm. A guy called Vacuum Bio. And he's, he's, he's done... He's done good work this season, but as a kind of an impact sub, he doesn't tend to be great starting because he doesn't really hold the ball up very well mm. to the point whereby on the 68th minute, he got he got hooked um, and got kind of uh, wolf whistled as he kind of walked off. And we're going like, get off, get off the pitch. We bought on a young lad, and this is where we are with it now, 17-year-old to play up front um, a week a week. The, the previous week, we played a seven, another seventeen-year-old up front against Reading in the cup, um, and kids, kids all over the place. They did themselves really proud, which is great. This lad came on, uh, Toby, uh, Toby Adeyemo, came on in the sixty-eighth minute. It was our Graham Taylor day. Now Graham Taylor was seventy-two when he passed, um, and it was two days after the anniversary of his death. Adeyemo scored in the seventy-second minute, <laughs> uh, which which is the moment everybody and it, so it was just this incredibly iconic moment. Um, so what what came from that? We had another young lad come on, Jack Greaves, as well. So you, you're seeing a lot of the youth coming in that we haven't seen that a lot of Watford fans have wanted to see for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So what we're hoping you, you'll get to see on on uh, Saturday is a bit more effervescence a little bit less kind of stodgy than we were at the New York we were kind of are we going to turn up and you were kind of in our face and you know pushing it and pressing it and being all over the place and we just looked like we turned up and were just expecting to roll people over which doesn't happen not in the championship because people know that if you don't work hard you will get you will get done by that hard work that other people do doesn't matter how much you reckon your squad is worth if they don't work hard they'll get done hmm. yeah they will Agree. Um, let's talk about the, the promotion race briefly, Justin. Um, obviously, you guys were, were set for there uh, at the start of the season. Burnley and Sheffield United seemed like they're just taken off a bit, and then everybody else is left to it. Is it does that how it feel like for you guys chasing them? Does it feel like they're a million miles away, or is there still yeah. a chance for you to get there? No, it does. It does feel like that. Although, um, was it was it Slaven who said he didn't agree with that, Pete, or did did he say mm. it? Yeah. So yeah. we've got a new. Um, technical director come in who basically came out in the press and said oh you know third at best for us but Bilic doesn't agree with it um they're, they're gonna those two teams will have a, a slip at some point um it's whether we can capitalize on that for me we've been too hit and miss um I think there's probably only one occasion this season correct me if I'm wrong Peter where we put two wins back to back I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah, only 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 a couple. Maybe, certainly only a couple of times that we've done maybe that. Only a definitely. Couple of times. So it's, it's inconsistency for me, really. Um, you know, you, you go into a match thinking we'll do all right here, and you know you get spanked four nil away at Swansea, um, <laughs> or Boxing Day you get your ass added to you by Millwall. So you just you just don't know with this team. Um, I, I'd like to think we will be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. I'd like to think that we'll be in the playoffs. Automatic, I think, is unattainable. 
as we speak now, but who knows? Those teams could have a horrendous run. We could have a really strong one. Um, but we need to find that consistency first. There's no point just, you know, win, lose, 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 win, win, lose. You've got win, 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 you know. So, yeah, yeah as we speak. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I just checked the stats. We have actually had two periods of consecutive wins. We had three wins on the spin earlier on the season. And we actually, I mean, this, this says it all, really. We're just actually in the middle of a second one. So we, we beat Swansea and we beat Blackpool. So... Uh, so tight is the championship mm. that uh, and and so there really yeah yeah we beat Norwich then we beat Blackpool but of course you had the FA Cup game in between um the the it's so so kind of as I say meh has been the season so up and down as a, when you look at the table and you go Christ we're third how on earth are we third um and it, it's all to do with that that inconsistency and that you know it's like it's like trying to run the Grand National um, and we're taking the Grand National kind of uh, metaphor to a long degree here because most of our guys have been shot. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, let's give you, give, ask for some predictions from you guys. Um, uh, Justin? Well, yeah, Peter doesn't really do predictions, so this will be interesting. Okay. Um, I think when you came on our podcast earlier in the week, I predicted a 2 0 Watford win, which I'll stick to. Um, but that will be, yeah, so that'll be three wins on the bounce, which is, I don't know, I might be pushing me luck there, but I'm going to go 2 0 Watford, yeah. Well, yeah, Pete, what do you yeah. reckon? Yeah, I, I I normally referee the uh, the, yeah. the the prediction league, and Justin either pre- either just goes one all all the time, or predicts the last score that we just had, and that's exactly what he's done here. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think it'll be I think we'll get a one nil. Um, I always remember back you mentioned earlier on there, Justin Yukanovic, um, back in about 2015, and. Rod, you guys were kind of in the championship and were, 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 excuse me, but you were kind of low down and we were thinking, oh, right, we're going to turn up and roll them. And Yukanovic, who was very, very good and astute uh, tactically, uh, not so good because obviously he went to Sheffield United, but other than that, you know, you can forgive <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Um, he basically played five, uh, four centre-backs as a back four. Um, right. And we caught, and it was like a real war of attrition, and we won it. And in the presser afterwards, in the press conference, he came out and said, "We've looked at them. They are their their position is is they they could really cause us problems." So he kind of gave you that mm-hmm. kind of respect. I could see it being kind of attritional because against us, you know, yes, we gave the goal away to your thirty seven year old, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> retiree on the in in the centre back. Go on, go on, go on, have another go. Um, <laughs> but we, we just don't know who's going to turn up. And I think, uh, as, as we said the other day, you know, we, we very much uh, cover Barlasser if he doesn't go to Middlesbrough. I think you've got good, some, some good players in there. Mm. Yeah. And um, just before you go, if you want to give a plug, we do for you guys. You do the post-match Twitter space. If, if, I, if any Rotherham fans want to join you on there, how yeah, do join in the fun? Yeah. Absolutely. If any Rotherham fans do want to join in post-match, um, we go live about... 20 past five on a home game just to give us time to get home and stuff. It'll be on our Twitter, which is at DNSYE underscore podcast. Um, and yeah, just, just come on and give your views. Um, we, we welcome opinions right across the board. So come on. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't allow Crystal Palace fans on because we do have some standards. But other than that, other than that, all is welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much, boys. It'd be lovely to speak to you again. And uh, I'll probably not speak to you next season because we you will go down and you'll go up, but season after, we'll maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. Safe travel to anybody coming down. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, chat. Thank you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you very much to Justin and Do not scratch your eyes. If you want to check out them, I spoke to them on the other day. That podcast is out. If you want to listen to me and them chat a few days ago, that was fun. I'd love, I'd love those guys. Um, right, let's move back to transfers because that's where we are in life. Uh, the <laughs> biggest... The only permanent rumour at the minute as it stands, Mick, is Jordan Hugel, who is currently at Norwich. Um, uh, what do you think about it? It's a striker. Um, I'm going to put my cards on the table and say I have seen him play before, but I couldn't tell you what type of striker he is at the minute. <laughs> some research. Um, yeah. What I do know is he's played an incredible amount of championship games. People have paid money for him. People in the past have seen the player there. He's think he's gone for like eight million quid or ten million quid in his career. West Ham, so yeah, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham paid eight. I think Norwich paid two million for him. So yeah. people are seeing things there, um, <laughs> and that's what we needed. We've got championship experience in the defence. We've got championship experience with Tarek Fossil coming in potentially. We lack it up top. We've got kind of watched as more elite, has been more league one player. John Hugel sort of fits the bill, really. Hundred percent, yeah. Assuming there's any truth in it, yeah, absolutely. Um, whether I mean whether we're going to pay any money for him um, is, is one thing. Um, whether Tony's going to um, get his checkbook out, who knows? <laughs> you know, depends who you talk to. Um, for me, it's just a question. Let's sit tight. It's it's, it's great that we're being linked with these players, um, and I guess. Certainly, this one's come from quite a few sources. Whether it all originated from one has been picked up by a load of others, mm. who, who knows? But um, we, we definitely need we definitely need somebody up front. Definitely need some reinforcements up there. Uh, with, with the injuries to Georgie Kelly, who is completely untested at this level, not completely, but virtually untested at this level, um, and and obviously um, <sighs> my brain's gone. <laughs> what do you think of Tom Eaves? Tom Eaves, Tom Eaves yeah. yeah. Brain's completely <laughs> gone. I don't know. Don't know what happened there. The shutters came down. Um, yeah, uh, Tom Eaves is just—it's just not working for him. It's not happening for him, or it hasn't happened for him this season. Uh, but again, another injury, uh, another injury issue there. So we are so light up there. Mm. Uh, whatever happens, we need to uh, we need to get in there. So, uh, but he seems like a really really good prospect for us. Again, experienced as you put, as you rightly point out, mm. it feels more rounded strike part, strike force than Tom. You got if 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 he comes in, John Hugel, Connor Washington, Georgia Kelly, Tom Eaves. You've mm. got a little bit of everything. You have got your workhorse and a bit of pace in Connor Washington. You have got your championship experience with Jordan Hugel. You have got your mm. big man in Tom Eaves, and you Georgia Kelly will do a, will do a bit of everything. It yeah. feels like he's got a lot of options to pick from if that's the four going forward. Yeah, and. I think that's the four that he wants. Well, we can forget about McNeil as well. If he if he True, gets yeah. McNeil in as well, and he's got five, which maybe one too many. I don't know, but um, no. With with you know, it is it is a it's 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 almost setting himself up to be tactically available for every game. Almost going into the game thinking tactically rather than form based or. Uh, you know who you know um what we did last game let's do it this game kind of thing he's kind of think about it more so if we play this kind of striker against the kind of defense which you know i think is a, a step in the right direction having different outlets having different um variables in your attack it's 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 what a lot of top teams do and i think us having that um variation is is, is really good uh, in terms of Jordan Hugel himself, uh, I don't know if his return, uh, goal scoring return, is is it's 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 decent. Or it's it, it's not, though, is it? No, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna blow you out the water. So I'd say it's. Um, but I think he is one of them that he's he's a bit of a workhorse. He's, he puts himself. I think he's quite physical, even though he's a bit shorter than um, Eves. I think he's a bit physical. Puts himself about, works hard, and I think, um, I think, yeah, you can probably, you can probably get. I think he's, a, I think he could be clinical as well. But then I, I think we do have clinical strikers in Washington and Kelly. I think they're both yeah. very good, uh, very good in the box. So we'll have to see if if it comes through. I'd, I'll be eager to see how he works in this system. But um, if it doesn't come through again, then you know it's it's not the end of the world. We can we can look on and see who else we want. But again. If Taylor and Scott want them, 
then you can only assume that they're, that they're good players and they're good acquisitions to uh, have for the squad. So I trust it and I back I back the process. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. To be honest with you, um, let's see what happens. Uh, mm. I think it's unlikely that will happen before the weekend. Um, mm. Well, in fact, re- listen to what Matt Taylor said. It definitely won't before the weekend. He's, he's talked of the players potentially being needed at the weekend. Um, so watch out for Jordan Hugo being in the Norwich squad on Saturday. <laughs> uh, if he's not, then it, I would suggest it could mean it's definitely happening. If he's in the squad, I, I maybe won't worry too much. But We're not the only one. Are we the only ones after him? I, 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 I think surely... so. Oh, yeah. no, Derby are. And I think somebody from League One, I'm sure. Yeah, so we might we we might not be favourable for him. You never know. It could mm. be in that case, you know. So we'll we're the, I think we're, we're the ones that. So for Derby, are still under a transfer embargo, so he couldn't go permanently to Derby. He could right. only go on loan. Uh, From what I understand, we are offering a permanent deal. Okay, um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see on that one. Um, yeah, goal scoring record: seventy-seven goals in three hundred and twenty-eight appearances. His best goal scoring season was with QPR in twenty nineteen. 2020, so over the COVID season, he got 13 goals in 39 games before the shutdown. Uh, that earned him his move uh, to Norwich for a couple of million quid. I think they were in the Premier League as well. So there's goals there, nothing prolific. Uh, he's mm. played what, 10 times this season, a few in the league. Uh, mm. You know, Norwich have been this season. They've been, they've got a new manager, haven't they? Get rid of Camp- Campwell and things like that. So mm. um, let's see how that goes. Um, the news we can bring you from the week, we, we can bring you that you bring yourselves from Twitter this after this afternoon <laughs> is that Mackenzie Warren has gone out on loan, which is fantastic news. He has gone out to Bridlington Town. Mm-hmm. They are in the Northern Division One. So, so we've got Kieran McGuckin who was in the national in the National North with Scarborough. We've got mm-hmm. Curtis Drews in the league below with Gainsborough, and now we've got Mackenzie Warren in the league below that with Bridlington Town, um, alone until the end of the season. Uh, so hopefully he gets a bucket load of minutes um, and plays plays well. So he plays well, gets the bad. I, I haven't checked the league position to be honest with you, but McGuckin and DeRose are chasing promotion with their two teams. So hopefully um, Mackenzie Warren can do something similar. Can that be great? Uh, Andrew Barlow will tick some of these off. Andrew Barlow says, what's the situation with Coyote? From what I think he's injured. Um, mm-hmm. There will be a recall option for us, but if he's injured, there's no point. Uh, I I think he'll probably stay there. If he comes back, we won't play anyway. He needs to play minutes, um, hopefully. Um, mm. Mick, we'll go on this one. McCart, do you think he was a bit of a waste of signing? Same with Bowler. To be fair, we, rate, uh, we rated him the bits I saw him. So, Jerry Cart's gone out on loan to Leighton Orient. Talaji Bowler's gone out on loan to Bradford. Great moves all around, I think. I think I think that's really, really good. Gets a bit of money off wage, Bill. They're going to get some minutes in the league. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think either of them were, were poor signings, to be honest. I think McCart's got some potential, uh, but he needs game time. Um, and that's been proved by his, the, the performances he's, he's, he's put in when he's come into the team this season. He's, he's, he's looked rusty. He uh, looks, looks out of touch. Um, Talaji Bola has been unfortunate with injuries, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. I still think there's a really good player in there. Um, and if he can get through the rest of this season without any more significant injuries and get you know, twenty games or whatever there's left in that uh, that league two season, it's going to benefit him massively, and, and I'm sure he's going to be a big benefit to to uh, to, to Bradford as well. Um, I do like Bowler. Um, I rate him more than I rate McCart, and I, I, I don't have anything against McCart at all. But I think Bowler is going to be a hell of a player, um, mm. assuming that he can he can shake off these injury woes, which he, he just seemed to be a little bit um, a little bit susceptible to, didn't he? But mm. Just have to keep a close eye on that, but it's good move for, for for both players and for 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 the the two clubs receiving them and for us. You know, there's good moves all around. So yeah, like it. Yeah, letting Orient sit top of League Two. Uh, hopefully for them, looking set for promotion back to. I think it's the first time in League One since the season after we beat them in the playoffs. I think. <laughs> um, and Bradford are seventh again, fighting for the playoffs. So the fight, the play going playing for teams who are good in their own league, which is great news. Mm. Um, Good luck to both. I'm not sure if Bowler's out of contract in the summer. That's something I'll need to look at. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about that. It might yeah. be. I don't think it was a very long contract we signed him on. Um, another one, before we move on to the Watford game, we'll talk about this one because it's about people related to us. Shelley RFC says, what do we make to the whole Wigan saga? They've got a point where they've got a suspended points deduction. <laughs> Shelley says, if we'd got six points, we'd get them now. Still have the pulling power despite everything stinks, if you ask me. Now, 
to sort of re let everybody know what this is about. There's three times in the last year we're going to fail to pay their players on time. The information's on the internet somewhere to give you the months. Uh, they have been charged by the EFL for essentially failure to pay their players. They have an agreed punishment, um, <laughs> which Mick will like. Uh, very Formula One of them. Um, <laughs> an agreed punishment that they have a suspended three points deduction, which is the only part that's important. There is another, another thing where if they fail to pay again, their chairman's got to pay 120% of their wages into a pot in case he misses it, what would be a fifth time, I think. So the money is there. Anyway, the roundabout way is, Tom, um, they've failed to play the players three times and they haven't got a point deduction or any sporting sanction unless they do it a fourth time. How does that sit with you? <laughs> I mean, it's just a bit absurd, isn't it? I mean, Im- imagine that happens in, in the workplace, just in a regular everyday yeah. office that you don't pay your employees for three months or three consecutive terms or whatever. And you, 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 you agree mutually that if it happens again, then, um, <laughs> then you're punished. It's, it's just like they've been slapped on the wrist and said, well, not again, which is a bit unfair because, you know, you see t- other teams do it. I mean, uh, Derby had it. I don't know if it was for the same reasons, but that obviously sent them down the season that we went down with them. Well, that and other factors, well, obviously, them being, you know, not good. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, it's, it's it's one of those things that you, you look at, you think, that's a bit annoying. But then you think, realistically, though, we've got to do what we can do and we shouldn't have to rely on that. We shouldn't have yeah. to rely on Wigan dropping three points because uh, they've not... You know, at, at the end of the season, I'll be saying a completely different thing if they stay up on goal difference. But by two points, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but realistically, you can only do what's in your power, and mm. we can't do anything more than have the than beat the players, uh, beat the teams in front of us. If they can't pay mm. their players, then that shows the situation they're in, which shows that realistically they're not going to be around. You know, you know, the the club structure is 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 not where it should be for a championship club. Um, uh, especially with the players that they're, bring, they're bringing in as well. You know, they're bringing in a lot of yeah. players who you can imagine are on a lot of money. Um, Geldhart, especially. Yeah, I, I know that he chose to go back to Wigan, but you can't imagine he's on little money. Um, so that's another issue. But, you know, Colo Torre wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be there if it wasn't a big, big paycheck. So, you know, it, it, it does, it makes you wonder what, how they're actually run and is, is it ethical? Is it actually... Um, or that it, or that it is reported to be. You know, there's there's some stuff behind the scenes, but you know, I, I don't know much about Wigan, and I, I <laughs> to be honest, like I said, you've just got to beat the teams in front of you, and if if we go down because they stay up, uh, if we go down because those three points haven't been deducted, then yeah, you have a right to be annoyed, but currently you can only do what you can do. So I think even though fans will be annoyed, and it is a frustrating situation, you. You read it, you get frustrated, you move past it, and I think I think that's that's the only thing I can really say on it. Mm. Yeah, um, Mick, we want to cover Rotherham a bit more in detail in a moment, but just very very briefly, Ian Bradley says uh, I've lost his comment. Apologies. Absolutely, definitely, we would have gotten a media points deduction. Um, he feels uh, Shelley. I see how on earth they're still signing players through a door. It's madness. Did we not get a points deduction for for playing an unregistered player? Yes, we did. But if we'd have played the unregistered player and not paid him, we'd have still been all right. You know what I mean? If we'd have registered him and but not paid him, we'd have been yeah, all right. Yeah, that's fine. The EFL are saying it's it's the usual story, and it the toothless EFL. They're absolutely toothless most of the time. Um, and, and Ian's absolutely right. We would have we would have definitely got a, an immediate points deduction. Um, but the key to this is that if you work in, a, in an organisation and you don't get paid for three months out of 12, or you're late, they're late paying you, or they, you know, they pay you two months later or whatever, you know that you should be looking for another job somewhere because that mm. organisation is on its way out. Um, whatever anybody says, there's no smoke without fire. Um, and, and 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 it's the same old story. And, you know, with Wigan, they're now trying to, they're, they're hoovering up, Named players, if you like, with Fletcher and and then Toure as manager and so on and so forth. 
it's it's that old story and it always comes on it always unravels in the end um nothing ever happens obviously because the afl don't bother they're not interested as long as they can keep their you know make it look as though they're doing something that's all they're interested in so if you don't pay your players you should be sanctioned straight away in my mm-hmm. view should be a transfer embargo. Times, yeah. Should be a transfer embargo. Yeah, If you can't afford to play to pay your players, how can you afford to buy any more? Mm. You've yeah. got a problem. Yeah. Um, the, the the Wigan Wigan will argue that it's not that they couldn't afford it that they had a problem with the bank. I think mm. he's been for it each time. Yeah, which is yeah. utter nonsense uh, because it's twenty twenty three. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I appreciate that Wigan is very, very much like Rotherham as a town, you know, in both towns. It's actually 1987, but the reality of it is, from a banking point of view, it's 2023. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> EFL, they don't, don't want a lawyer battle, so they give in. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think they've even got a lawyer? That's all it is. They ain't got one. Um, so they've just got Mick Parry to just, they can't be bothered, just give him suspended yeah. points deduction. Thing is, would you represent uh, Wigan as a lawyer? Because you probably won't get paid. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you have to represent them three times before you get paid. Yeah. Um, so you said, do you think it's a whole big club ex Premier League thing? They always seem to get away with it. I just think it's the FL spinelessness, to be honest with you. I, I don't think it's Wigan are not a very big club. They won the FA Cup and they've been in the Premier League, but they're not a big club. Um, anyway. About Wigan. Uh, we'll just quickly mention that Big Mick McCarthy is back in the Championship. Um, <laughs> having relegated relegated us on the last day of the season in his last job, he will be attempting to relegate us again, essentially, um, mm. as he takes up at Blackpool. Um, Matt Taylor's the four, 14th longest serving manager in the Championship. Since <laughs> 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 like October, we talked to those guys from Watford. They're the they're Southern Village is the twelfth longest serving manager in the Championship. It <laughs> manages Watford. Um, what a shambles! That's absurd. I annoyingly think that's a good appointment, though. Uh, that's quite frustrating. But we'll have time. We'll tell. I, uh, we'll see how Blackford will get on. We've got them to play again, haven't we? At some point on Valentine's Day, is it? Just before Valentine's Day, eleventh eleventh of February. Um, we'll talk about it in a month's time. Um, right, Rotherham Uniteds. Let's talk about Rotherham Uniteds. Mick, Grant Hall. Grant Hall has been in training all week for what training has been due to due to pitch issues with uh, frozenness and whatnot. We'll talk about so I'll talk about what we talked about last week. If you are going to play a similar system to played Saturday, where does Grant Hall get in? Because you lose a bit of balance because he hasn't got a left foot. I don't think that Sean Morrison's got a particularly strong left foot. Whereas Cameron Humphries has got an excellent left foot. Mm. Does he get back in? No. Cool. That's it. He doesn't, does he? I mean, why why would you why would you why would you alter why would you alter it? Yeah. There's no need to alter it. Um, and this has been one of the issues, certainly since um since Matt Taylor took over, that chopping and changing that back four, back five as it was, um for me, was it was a major, a major issue and a major uh, contributor mm. to the inconsistent performances. And so, uh, the way we played on Saturday, it's key this weekend. It's key for me that to see whether or not he's going to buy into continuing to play in this fashion, or whether it was just paying a little bit of lip service after a you know after a uh, a training mm. ground conversation with the players. Um, if he's gonna if he's gonna buy into it and, and continue it, then you don't change that back four for me at all. Uh, possibly, potentially, with the exception of of uh, Kyoso for Peltier, just because you've got that bit more pace side. Uh, uh, but certainly the other three, no, no change. Okay, um, Tom, if, how big a game is this? We, we're going up against Watford at their place. I, I don't necessarily mean in terms of results, but how mm. big a game is it in terms of performance? Because if we see a, a heart back to the to the Ipswich game or the Millwall game, or we see a Blackburn type performance, even if we play like for me, if we did against Blackburn and lose two 0 I would mm. be satisfied. I obviously won't be happy because we lost the game. Mm. If we if that's going to be rolling out going forward, I think that's key. That's why I think it's quite a big performance from. Going yeah, forward. just 
This game is definitely more important than the Blackburn game, just because no one expected anything really out of the Blackburn game. I know, couple, you know, you always you always want to win, but you don't really expect much. Whereas in this, I think a lot of fans are expecting the same performance, and I think anything less than that, and you, you you're almost dreading the decline back into mm. what we were. And this time, there's no formation change to blame it on. There's no, you know, players to blame it on. We've, you know, we've brought in a couple, you know, debutants and stuff. So. It's 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 probably a bigger game in terms of performance, but like you said, it is all about performance. If we go out there and play how we did, but lose two nil, again, you wouldn't be happy, but you wouldn't be upset. You'd, you'd think we're still moving in the right direction, which we are, which we would be if 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 that was the case. Um, in terms of you know uh, actual performance, I think anything, I think anything less than at least competing is unacceptable i think at least if we compete i mean a, a couple periods of play of football you know isn't really vital at this stage as long as we just compete every single uh for every single ball every single period of play and we press at the right times we look like we're getting back to our old selves and i don't think anyone can really argue with the result because whatever the result will be you'd have to you'd have to be satisfied with the performance other than you know uh, the fact that you you always want to win as a football fan uh, that's the only issue. But other than that, you'd you'd absolutely be uh, ecstatic with a, with a similar performance because it just shows that we're moving in the right direction. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um, Phil Oxley comes and says you know, on, in terms of Saturday, he thinks Yeldon will be under real pressure from Saar. Looked very naive in the, in the defensive duties last week. Could unhinge us, possibly make. But what I would say that your your other option is to put somebody. Well, your other option is to put Bramall there who is potentially dodgier defensively, possibly, or to go really defensive and put Shane Ferguson there, but then there's no pace. Um, Yell does seem... I agree with Phil. I completely agree, but I think he's, a, he's the best we've got at the minute. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, we, we, we're only judging him on that one performance and, and early doors, to be fair, on that one performance, because really, for the as the game progressed, he, he was a little bit... Um, Less gung ho, I think. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. hope to do. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get what Phil's saying there, and and I can I can see an argument for that. Um, for me, if you were gonna if you were gonna change it there, bearing in mind you're playing a back four, um, I'd, I'd have Cohen Bramall there with the duty with, with the with the understanding that you are in a back four, you are not a wing back, yeah. uh, because he's got the pace to to match anybody. Uh, I don't care how quick Sar is, Colin Bramall's quicker. Um, and, and he can put a tackle in. <laughs> We've seen him, you know, he can half put a tackle in. So, you know, that, that is an option there. But um, I, I, I personally wouldn't initially. I don't think I'd change it. But what I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ian Bradley says, exactly, how would you change a team that beat third in the league four? Now, would, you, would you see any changes, Tommy? Uh, would, if you saw same 11, would you be pretty satisfied? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no, there's no, it, unless there's a, there's a need for a change because of injury or whatnot. If, if maybe Morrison's feeling a bit fatigued or whatever, then, mm. um, other than that, no, no, you, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to change a winning formula. It's the worst thing to do in football to anyone's mentality on the pitch and to the, to the, the, to not let the team gel either. You know, it's, it mm. keep the winning formula and just see what, see what they can do. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mike Lewis says we're moving in the right direction if we get a result on Saturday. He's not sure if buying into will be satisfied with a good performance, even if we lose. I think for me, the thing is the performance on Saturday. I, I, I don't want us to lose either, but the performance is more important than the result because of what's gone before and what's coming up. If you look at the longer term, um, and we've had a, we had such a massive drop off in performances. And then we turned it around last Saturday. So the key is is, is to for us to see that uh, a maintain a maintenance or maintenance of that um, that that level of performance. We're going away to Watford, you know, who are as, we, as you rightly say third in the league. We're expected to be promotion, probably promotion favourites at the beginning of the season. So to go there and expect a result as well is is I think a little bit much. I'm not, that's not to say we couldn't get one because yeah. we, did, we did it to Sheffield United um, and, and we could do it again. There's no question about it, but it's, it's the level of the performance based on what's gone prior and what we've got coming up that 
for me is, is is the most important part of it. Yeah. Um, referee David Webb, he refereed us at Stoke, at home to Stoke on Boxing Day. Um, I can't recall any major incidents. I seem to recall him being not very good, but I can't. There was nothing really major, <laughs> I don't think. Um, well, let's go from there. Um, it's Paramount UK size. Says, I just want to feel the same determination like we did yeah, against Blackburn. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what Tom said a minute ago. Fight yeah. for everything. Um, and if it's not good enough, look, if if they put that performance in again and it's not good enough, what can you do? Yeah, just put that performance in again. Um, we'll do some predictions in a minute, but Ian Bradley says we wants to know thoughts on the final day of the uh, the season being moved. Uh, it's now on Monday at 3 pm. Um, I mean, it probably wasn't going to be on Saturday anyway because the championship is often moved to the Sunday. It's now been moved to the Monday. Um, it is what it is, Mick. I mean, we, it's not it's not ideal, but that's because yeah. it should be at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. But it was never mm-hmm. going to be on 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So I, I know what Ian's view on this is, but <laughs> I, I, take, I take a slightly different view to Ian. That what you've got, if you're playing for something on that last day of the season... You've got a a bank holiday away day to go to to finish the season. Yeah, all right. It's a bit of a two 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 bit bank holiday, but it's a bank holiday away day for the last match of the season. Let's go. <laughs> and it's at Wigan. It's not as though it's it's not as though it's Gillingham again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's it's just across Pennines, and um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that could be a blockbuster. That that could that could be an absolute blockbuster game. That could be a playoff. Be, and yeah. then to be fair, we don't want it to be. No, of course not. You know, ideally, it would be a blockbuster game for who's going to finish fifteenth or sixteenth or fourteenth. I'll have that. I'll take that one. I'll take it mm. now. Mm. I'm sure. I think Wigan would where where they yeah, are yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Let's do some predictions. I will go first because I predicted on the. Uh, do Not Scratch Rise podcast a few days ago. I went for a defeat. I've gone 2-1 to Watford. Um, if we get out of there, it'll have to be one of the performance of the season. Uh, Tom, what do you think? I'm going to go a bit more positive, but I'd, away as well, I think, is a big thing. Um, mm. But I'm going to say, just because we've come off the elation of the Blackburn game, I'm going to say a 1-1. I think we'll compete to the last to the last minute. I really do. like it. Uh, Michael, well, I, I mean, talking to the two lads from Watford, I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen on. Um, I'm, I'm thinking whether I should adopt Justin's um, technique to predictions. Uh, <laughs> last result, uh, okay. last scoreline. So I'm going to go four 0 Rotherham. Fantastic. We're laughing now, but well, <laughs> can't wait. Do you want to take odds to be on that, Mick? Uh, you're kidding. <laughs> Just go for any other score, mate. <laughs> I'll see if we can find odds on that. I mean, I'm not sure they'll take a bet from you with that kind of, uh, that kind of thing, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we've gone for. Uh, we've got 1-1 one, one in the comments. Harvey Coat 1, Sean Green 1-1. One, one. A lot of 1-1s. One, Dominic Coward, oh. Kim Haywood. They're all with you, Tom. Yeah. Um, Ian Bradley says he thinks 2-0 two, no, two, to Watford. Carl Scott also says 1-1. One, one. Miller says 2-1 to the to the Millers. Same as Powermed UK says I think the momentum will be with us and Watford's injuries will hurt them. Shelly IFC says 1-0 Woody with a one off the bench <laughs> in the last minute. We would take that. Um 4-0, Mick. Mm-hmm. 200 to 1. Oh, they're, they're poor odds. <laughs> they're really, really poor odds. I have no value in that whatsoever, is there? No. Okay. Uh, I would have expected three uh, four figures on that one. <laughs> Um, Ian Bradley says he thinks he can remember Will Hoskins scoring a winner there that would have been 2004 or 5-ish time a long time he then signed from didn't he when they yeah. were in the Premier League um, for quite a lot of money which, had, which disappeared off the face of the earth Michelle um, Yossi we're not obviously not, not, yeah, obviously not promoting gambling do gamble no. responsibly etc uh, Mick I do not recommend you bet listen also Gambling responsibly is not putting any money on, on Rotherham winning 4-0 at Watford. That, <laughs> that would not, be responsible not to bet that. Correct. 
correct. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, is there anything else you want to cover from Rotherham United related? Any rumours or talk that we've not covered? Oh, I think we've just about covered everything, to be honest. But I think we have. I think we've been through most of the, most of the stuff, haven't we? I think so. Yeah. Superb. We will call it quits there. So thank you, everybody, who has been with us. Uh, thank you to the boys from Do Not Scratch Rides podcast. If you want to join in their post-match, like I said, if you follow them on Twitter, um, you'll be able to do their Twitter space. Join them through there. If you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. We've just creeped over 8.50 now. Um, so if everybody can go over and subscribe if you haven't already, I say we want 900 before the end of the season, which we are we're getting there. We're getting there. So thank you, everybody, who has already not heard. already has. And if you haven't already, please jump, jump, jump over there as well. And if you're already listening on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if your app allows you to do so, which most do nowadays. We will be back on Sunday to review this this game that we're talking about now. And then we'll probably have a break, to be honest with you, because that's not going to happen next week. Uh, but we'll, t- we'll talk about that next week. Perfect um, transfers, obviously. I know. We, yeah, we can't do an hour on transfer rumours because we'll go, make a word this name. We don't talk about rumours. Yeah, well, this one, we don't talk about rumours. It'll be a good go, won't it? So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> um, one, one thing I would say is Shelley put a comment in earlier on. Um, she'll know what it's about. If you drop us an email, Shelley, uh, and Matt will tell you what the email address is. rufcpod at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> There you go. Or DM us on Twitter if, if that's easier, wherever it's easier to contact us. Uh, if you want to contact about anything, um, please feel free to get in touch. Um, Tom, it's been a pleasure having you back with us. Um, and hopefully we'll talk about another win in a few days' time. Yeah, no. Uh, hopefully the uh, the bad luck's gone now, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mick, always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us and not rubbishing too many of our rumours. <laughs> always a pleasure you liar <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody uh, and we'll see you on the next time thank you very much see you, next, see you later yeah, cheers Ravel ambitious but brilliant you're with it what's got around the back and Richie Wood has done it again the magic man has come up with another trick well there's a chance to seal it it's done it's Georgie Kelly Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,